Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Everybody, welcome to Nintendo Special Pass here on Boss Network. I'm your host and Latin Excited Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello. I'm here again. That made me. Yes, thank you for coming back. <laughs> we are in the building as always. Who's in the building? Uh, me and you. Yeah, we're right, we're in the building. We are. It was really scary. After our last recording, there was a really loud sound and I had no idea what it was. Yes, and, uh, uh, it was it was scary. So, yeah, it's fine. Just someone breaking hate, into my house. It's fine. Do you hate that sometimes when you hear like a weird noise? Like it's it's like really late at night, and you know that no one's walking around the house. Well, let me t- let me tell knows. you, Ed, about the raccoon that's lived in my roof for like a year, and it keeps leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back, and then they catch it and then it comes back. Okay. You know how scary that crap is at two o'clock in the morning when you're trying to sleep and all of a sudden you hear scratch, 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 scratch. Or like the time there were two of them up there and they were fighting each other. <laughs> Having the Royal Rumble at that month? Yeah, it was dude, they were like screaming and scratching and yelling and it was mm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that oh goodness that reminds me of all the summers that the cats were fighting outside I mean they were literally street fighting like you hear scratch 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 and it's just like it is too late at night for y'all to be I I one time just got a cup of water and threw it outside and whoever they hit you know y'all go y'all leave yeah well Um, what happened was uh, what we found out, this was like last summer, and they, that group has been, uh, <laughs> they've been gone from the premises, right? But mm-hmm. uh, what happened was, was the mom, there, it was a mom protecting her kids, and then another raccoon was up there with them, and she was fighting it off because she thought it was going to harm the baby raccoons. <laughs> so there was like a whole family up there <laughs> just chilling. My sister, uh, and she, in her old house, uh, we had parked up in the front, and you know she was going to get out, but there was a raccoon out there just staring at us. Mm-hmm. She's just like Eddie, if you don't go to the other side of this house and get me to my kitchen. So I literally, you know, got into her other driveway, literally went to her door so she could get in uh, and not hit get get with the raccoon and she ran <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like we don't play around with raccoons everybody like we don't I seen them at my church the mama would stand up to make sure that her babies passed before she even left she'd be like y'all are not gonna be touching my kids like we don't mess around with raccoons at all so to hear that oh mm-hmm. good movie yeah 
Anyways. And then we and then we see Rocket in uh that one Marvel movie, The Guardians of the Galaxy. He'd be like, Oh yeah, egg. Right. Not really a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was fine. Not like my favorite. But it's fine. It, it was okay. The video game was good, I will say that. Oh, the game was awesome. Yes. I mean I was talking about the movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but everybody, our discussion for this episode is kind of going to be focusing like on Sega, um, and and the reason why we we're talking about Sega is definitely because of Atlas helping them kind of get back to, I guess, in the black, you know, financially, you know, somewhat being state uh stable, and I forget, I like I was talking about two weeks ago that Sega. And Sammy were were a corporation together. I'm like, oh wow! Mm-hmm. And then to know that Sega brought Atlas, I'm like, wow! That that really threw us off for a loop. But um, oh, that's not, not but really. Uh, they announced that uh, Sonic or Origins is coming, and it's gonna bring the first, second, third, and, and Sonic CD games all in one collection. Um, the games kind of been upraised. Um, you know, in, in each game, you can play as Sonic, Knuckles, or uh, Tails. So, it's kind of like a updated, emulated, you know, game and everything. And they got different tiers for the DLC, which uh, some companies and some gamers were confused and were making fun of uh, with it. But, yeah, Sega is kind of, I guess, in a good spot in a sense, you know, definitely with them working with uh, .mu for some of their games with Streets of Rage, um, uh, Wonder Boy, Monster Land, uh, it, uh, you know, it, some, of, some of their old properties, uh, um, I mean, not Fantasy Star, but they've, go ahead. They've just, they've just done a really good job of diversifying the last uh, I guess decade because when we were talking about we had a little bit of a discussion on the Platinum Games episode about Sega or even the episode before that and mm-hmm. we were talking about how Sega was kind of like dying after the Dreamcast because they didn't really know what to do like they went third party they had success as a third party platform but their arcade business was kind of failing uh, the Sammy side of the Sega Sammy business was like, what are you doing? You know, and Sega right. was kind of struggling, but they reinvested in themselves, right? They uh, put out some pretty great games. I would say like Sonic Transformed is a, a, a great game. Sonic Racing Transformed is a great game. Uh, they partnered with N- Nintendo for the Mario Sonic Olympic games. Uh, they made a couple uh, other games and then they invested in atlas which was a really yeah. smart decision at the time because like atlas was on the rise but they weren't popular enough to be like you know considered a jrpg great but now mm-hmm. you look at shimigami tensei how well four did on the 3ds and five did on the switch you look at how mega popular persona is with four golden yes. and five right and uh catherine is kind of like a sleeper hit and you know, everything else that Atlas does, right? So Sega really started diversifying, and Yakuza took off, you know, which I think a lot of people kind of forget that that's Sega also. 
Yes. Uh, they've just really done a great job of uh, judgment as well. I think people really like at least that first game. Uh, yeah. I just I think Sega has done a great job diversifying even outside of games, right? You look at the Sonic movies. Look how good those Sonic movies have done financially, let alone how good they are to watch. I was shocked at how good that first Sonic movie was. Like, mm-hmm. even, I mean, I watched Detective Pikachu. I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's a video game movie. It was better than I yeah. thought it was going to be. But Sonic was is, like, legitimately a fun kids movie, right? And Jim Carrey is so good as Robotnik. And Ben Schwartz as Sonic is great. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, Sega seems to have really done a great job diversifying. I think they just need, like, their diversification, that's a word, right, is kind of raw a little bit. Like, I I feel like they are taking some characters one way, they're taking some of their stuff the other way, (coughs) right? Like, we talk about how Persona and... And Persona has been exclusive to PlayStation. Uh, yes. But Shin Megami Tensei is pretty exclusive to Nintendo. And then you look at Sonic, and that's kind of like... Like, Sonic Frontiers is coming to everything with their lead platform is Nintendo. Uh, but then you look at their relationship with Microsoft, and, like, they're going to make those super games, right, with... Uh, I guess the the rumor is that Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi are going to be the first kind of experiments with this technology, mm-hmm. which would be cool, like a really large-scale Crazy Taxi uh, on the scale of like a – not like the same type of game, but like on a GTA City scale, right? Like a crazy yeah. – like a taxi driving game. That would be kind of cool with like an ever-changing world and a growing world and – uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that would be kind of interesting or like a jet set radio, kind of like an open world. Let's take on some tasks over here and whatever. Right. Like, I think that would be really neat to see. Uh, so they've got relationships, good relationships with everybody. Sometimes it feels confusing, especially the Atlas side of things where they kind of partner with one company here. And then like, I, I guess like Shin Megami Tensei and, and, Persona are the confusing ones, right? Because Shin Megami Tensei usually stays on Nintendo for a while, if not exclusively. Persona is the spinoff game, but Persona is on PlayStation only, except for the spinoff Persona games, which come to everything. And it's like, oh man, this is just kind of... Where are we at here? (laughs) Because Persona Q... It's the only other Persona game which was on 3DS, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I think the first one is on DS and the second one's on 3DS. 3DS. Um, and then they have the Persona uh, 5, like Mitsu game. Strikers? Strikers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, is a direct sequel to 5. So, like, if you play that on Switch, you're like half the story is missing, you know? Right. Because you got Persona 5 and Persona Royal. On PlayStation Four, you know, uh, and and at a, and I, I will say this: Shin Megami Tensei did start on the Super Nintendo, but it's the mostly Super Famicom in Japan. It didn't come over here until uh, PlayStation Two, I believe. Yeah, PS Two. Um, yeah, because it was uh, Shin Megami Tensei Revelations Persona, 
for PS One. And the reason I know that because I had that game. I rented it, um, and then like it started um, getting kind of their own thing. And it was it, it was like the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona games. Yeah, they were on PlayStation, but all of Atlas' other games was literally on handheld on 3DS. And when you talk about limited run games or a limited amount of games. Those games were limited on how much, how many copies going to be released. So if you if you found out the, that the store was getting it, you needed to go out and buy it on day one. Because if not, you weren't going to get another copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it was it was until uh, like the eShop and like digital sales and stuff that a lot of their games when it came out on there people were be people were able to buy them because they were making good sales it was just still low key like a lot of people didn't know about Atlas until like you said like Persona in the sense Persona 4 uh, I said well Persona uh, Persona 3 Fest was getting that recognition about Atlas but it still wasn't up there until Golden came out because more people was talking about Golden everywhere with Persona 4 Golden mm-hmm. and then just bam it, it blew out the water with Atlas so Atlas is one of those game companies that's just like we, we're known for this we're still niche but man we just got popular over the years the same thing with Sega when Sega you know Everybody remembers Sega for uh, what Sega does, Nintendo and stuff. But then you end up finding that Sega's publishing games on Nintendo's platform. But Sonic the Hedgehog on GameCube did numbers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, those Sonic games, because the Sonic community was still big, they were biting on Nintendo platforms. Um, true. Um, the All Star Race and Transform, uh, one of the, like, People were playing that on Wii U uh, and everything. Um, even Sonic Heroes and, and just a lot of stuff that Sega was doing. Like, even if you look at Sonic and Mario at the Olympics, that game did numbers for both of them, both versions. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you gotta, I mean, you gotta remember that Sega, like, <laughs> they also own, like, what do they own? They own a uh, uh, relic, which uh, which does like the Total War series, and mm-hmm. they partnered with Microsoft to do Halo Wars two, and like I mean that's they they own so many great uh, studios that like it's hard to remember that like Sega is uh, <laughs> owns the, owns the, some of these studios, you know, like um. I mean, they own Climax Studio Entertainment as well. Like, it's just Sega is Sega. I mean, Visual Concepts. You talk about a studio that ha- used to do great Ooh, sports games, right? And yeah. Now I think they. I think they still do a lot of design work for Sega, right? Visual. Mm-hmm. They didn't close Visual Concepts, did they? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because uh, that, I think Visual Con- Did Visual Concepts become 2K? games um i mean did they i don't think so. yeah uh did they uh yeah because they, they do the t- yeah you're right they do the 2k basketball games but sega sold yeah. them but i mean okay uh 
But if you was looking for NFL NBA, like definitely on Dreamcast, you yeah. were getting those games, mm-hmm. visual concepts. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I still keep thinking of of them from is like the Dreamcast. I can very vividly see that uh, that splash screen, the black screen with like the white kind of three D pyramid, upside down pyramid, yeah. right? Yeah. So, because I, I've beaten uh, uh, two NBA two K like the first one, I beat that on Dreamcast. Man, that was, and I played the Blazers on that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's, you know, Sega kind of, you know, Sega had some down, some downtime, but you know, it, they were still making games like Virtual Fighter. That was like Sony exclusive. Yeah. Um, for for a long time. Um, they tried that go to next game and that didn't. I well, that was a disaster in a sense. I mean, remember when the when the Dreamcast died? They were like experimenting with partnerships with everybody, right? Like mm-hmm. the Sonic Adventure games came to GameCube GameCube exclusively, but then Crazy Taxi Three and Shinmu Two were on the original Xbox exclusively, yeah. right? And like, I remember I got the Xbox bundle with Sega GT in it, which was really weird. Uh, uh, they had a, a Toki, yeah. um, which is a new IP that was on uh, mm-hmm. the Xbox, the well, first one. Yeah, and I remember getting Jet Set or Jet Set Radio. Jet, what was the second one? Jet Set Radio Future was yes. the second one, right? So, yes, I I had that on the original Xbox, and because like I bought I bought when I bought my Xbox, it was a bundle of Halo, Sega GT two thousand two. And Jet Set Radio Future were the three games I got with my original Xbox. Um, and I remember, man, dude, the Dreamcast. Can we just talk about the Dreamcast for a second? How yeah. great that console was. I really loved my Dreamcast, man. I say I had like I probably had like twenty games for it. I think I was one of the twelve people who actually bought their games legit for say for Dreamcast. Uh, I did too. I mean, you talk about like. <laughs> The the absurd like blue stinger, and <laughs> like like so for people who don't know, blue stinger is like was uh Sega and Activision's kind of play at Resident Evil, right? It was a survival horror game, but the concept was so ridiculous, and the like the color palette was so not scary. It just like. And the tone of the character voice acting was so comical. It was so comical that like you couldn't, you could never be scared in this game, even if you tried to be scared. Like the whole game, like you're this kind of, uh, for the lack of better terms, he's like a coast guard guy, right? Like he's and he's going on vacation to Dinosaur Island, right? Which is supposedly an island created by the by the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Right. And mm-hmm. so, but this Island, there's like a, a science lab on this, on this Island and they're experimenting and this bubble kind of explodes on the Island or whatever. And first of all, the ship gets frozen halfway in and out of the bubble. Right. <laughs> like, so that's ridiculous. Uh, he gets trapped on this Island with a, a character named dogs Bauer who has the sh- he's like this kind of like fat uh ex military guy but he drives a boat like he's like a ferry dr- boat driver <laughs> now 
but he has like the shortest shorts on this bandana and like a beer gut right and this huge beard and so you go on this adventure to try to figure out what happened to the island and it takes place at christmas time also so there's christmas lights everywhere santa ads everywhere uh you know, there's one point where, like, you have to wear a Santa suit to get special abilities to get past part of the game, and it's super ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I, one of my favorite things to watch and rewatch is Game Informer's super replay of Blue Stinger. I highly recommend you go watch that. Uh, I it, have to watch it. It's I, so I... funny. Like, even their rea- – I think that's why I kind of assume it's funny. Like, I played through it, and it was – it was funny when I played it, but like, it's extremely funny watching other people play it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, Blue Stinger, what a, what a game! And like the way you got energy, what or health were these energy drinks called Hassy? Mm-hmm. And like, there's this whole Blue Stinger kind of universe, uh, like video game cinematic universe, and it's it's Blue Stinger. It's Ill Bleed, which is like a weird haunted house game. And if you beat the game, that one, <laughs> dude, if you beat that game 100%, you get to play through the whole game as the uh, protagonist, like naked, butt naked almost. I think, like, it's like this really weird thing. <laughs> uh, you were crap with fear, but it actually used the S word. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I want to see what this. Uh, Definitely Resident Evil Veronica was a big thing on Dreamcast. So caliber. Yeah. Man, uh, someone just found out about Power Stones. Like, they was playing it on on the Dreamcast. They were just like, why nobody ever tell me? I'm like, we've been telling people about Power Stones. Where you been at? Definitely for me, it's still, man, still Street Fighter Third Strike. Oh, that was just so good on Dreamcast. Like, I study and learn that game. The VMU uh, that you used to put into your controller. Um, oh, Hassie's a real drink. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. Go ahead. It's a, it's a, it's a Japanese-made energy drink called Hassie. It's a real drink. And it's oh, also wow. in the 2015 point-and-click adventure game, 2064 Read Only Memories. Huh. So I was trying to figure out like what the other game in the series was, but it's only listing Illbleed and Blue Stinger. But anyways, continue. Sorry. Well, th- there's Carrier, I think. I think that was on Dreamcast. Uh, I know they had a Virtual Cop on there. Which was like the play? I think that was supposed to be like Die Hard, like that beat 'em up gang. Uh-huh. Uh, Die Hard for Die Hard the movie. Um, of course, you got Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two on Dreamcast. Shenmue. Uh, Shenmue, yeah. That was a big deal. And then that really hurt. That game literally hurt Sega. Like they it almost bankrupt the whole company. Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't sell well. It was not a very good game. It was just, like, this really interesting experiment. Uh, You know, that obviously Yakuza is kind of like the spiritual successor to uh, Shenmue, but with combat, right? It's, like, this kind of dense, 
uh, open world that only takes place within a few blocks, right? But, like, mm-hmm. you can kind of interact with a lot and do a lot and talk to everybody and stuff like that. And uh, Shenmue was that, and it it almost did Sega in, you know, that and, yeah. like... I mean, after the Genesis, seriously, Sega was kind of in trouble, right? Because they made all these weird attachments for the Genesis that never took off. Sega TV never took off. They kind of stealth released the Saturn, which was like, you know, a nightmare Wii U situation where like, what is this? Why is Sega selling us a new box when they just put out a 32X cartridge thing in the Sega CD? And then when they put the Dreamcast out, People didn't buy it because they were waiting for the PlayStation 2, right? Which promised all yeah. these things like a DVD player and online functionality, which granted, the, the Dreamcast had online functionality, which was way ahead of their time. Yes. Uh, Fantasy Star Online was like the big one. Yeah. Uh, Super big. But everybody was waiting on on the, the PS2, you know? And so uh, I remember it was what, like, maybe a year after the Dreamcast came out, they announced that they were discontinuing it. Yeah, discontinuing it, and then, like, a few months after that, they said they was going third party. Yeah. And I think their first game that they put up was that Sonic game that was on GameCube. Um, um, I mean, that was... I think that was the first game on GameCube itself, but I they started releasing a lot. They, I mean, Crazy Taxi was on GameCube... Uh, they ended up releasing a, releasing a version of Fantasy Star Online for GameCube, which mm-hmm. uh, was interesting. Uh, and Billy Hatcher was like another kind of exclusive. Uh, I love Billy Hatcher. Uh, Super Monkey Ball was a huge game on GameCube. Like all three of those mm-hmm. games were pretty big. Um, they put a lot. They put a Soul Calibur two. Uh, I mean, I know that's not Sega proper, but like. Soul Calibur is really associated with Dreamcast and the fact that yeah. the GameCube version was like the version to have because it had Link in it was like that was really cool as a Nintendo fan back then. Yeah, like, yeah, we finally got a third party game everybody wants. Then <laughs> definitely down the line, you know, Sega has been releasing. They've been releasing more games for Devil uh, that's been on the Genesis. Um, and no, and like really no other platform and everything. And if you look at Nintendo Switch Online, that they got the Genesis, uh, I mean, they still sell the Sega Genesis collection on the eShop, but then you got like Genesis games coming, uh, onto the eShop and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, and we'll probably get some more stuff because definitely with importing. Not important, but but some games that was released in Japan that never came here, mm-hmm. it uh, for the Mega Drive because that's what it's called in Japan and Europe. Um, they still have a chance to show up, and it really shows how rich Sega's history was. I remember, um, even I remember my brother getting his Sega Genesis, and the first game he got was Michael Jackson Moonwalker. <laughs> it was way different than the arcade version. I beat it before he did. Uh, we both beat, uh, we both beat uh, Arthur Beast because that was like I think their last packing game in a sense was Arthur Beast uh, when this when the Sega Genesis came out. But I remember you know playing it you know and then Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, Forgotten Worlds like. Uh, 
like a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Shinobi three, um, just just a gamut of games for the Sega Genesis. And then the Sega CD came out, and then that that changed. You know, one of the most popular games on Sega CD was kind of like the Make My Video series, where like Mark Wahlberg and Chris Cross. Um, Night Trap was on there, like the, the FMV stuff. Like, like I said, Sega got a big history of games. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, if you even want to go back to like <laughs> the Master System, and yeah, like, <laughs> I wanted to have that. Too. I mean, you go back to the Master System, and then they released the Genesis three years before the, or what, two years before the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and then they relaunched the Genesis with Sonic as the pack-in game. Like, yep. The Genesis was out two years before the Super Nintendo, and they didn't yeah. have any games for it. And so, like, they kind of, like, I don't think they redesigned it right away, but they were working on a redesign. Uh, and then you had, like, the third iteration of Genesis, which was super tiny, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had the Nomad, which was kind of like the Switch at the time, right? If you had a Genesis in a Nomad, you were like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I can take my Genesis on the go. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I, so I'm wondering if, since they put the Genesis online stuff on Nintendo Switch, I wonder if they're going to try for a Dreamcast kind of thing or a Master System kind of thing. I, I, God, dude, yeah. that box for the, for the Master System, like joystick pad thing. <laughs> Like you know, they they've been selling the controllers. Like that box is gonna be huge. Oh heck yeah! God, dude, this Master System is so ugly though. It's a particular taste. I say, my oh. brother, he had two of them. One of them broke on him because it started working. Games it stopped, you know, kind of working. And then so he got like another one. Um, and this was the one that it, oh, for anyone who look at the master system, take a look at it. It's kind of more of an, uh, triangular kind of design in a sense at the top, you would be able to put your cartridge in, but you mm -hmm. also had a card based, uh, part of it where you could put cards in, mm -hmm. um, like the, like the type of graphics. Cause my brother, he, um, you know, he had games like my hero and ghost house. And those was card games. Um, but then he had, like, uh, Master Boy and uh, uh, we had Double Dragon, which was more of the arcade version on the uh, Master System. We had Gangsta Town, which was um, which which was a light gun game and everything. And I think I told you this, that my brother's light gun uh, kind of got jacked or uh, it messed up yeah I so think we, we had, had to, this conversation at some yeah, point yeah we had we had i had to turn it upside down to shoot it <laughs> yeah. but because i i wasn't playing gangster town that was the one of their card games in their game. uh you know um but like they but like their racing game hang on and outrun like man those was classics during the 80s yeah and it's you know um and I still love my hero. Uh yeah. Um I I played a lot of Genesis. I mean, people who've been listening to us for a while, right? Like mm -hmm. know that I kind of missed the Super Nintendo generation and I had a Genesis and 
that's that's what I had, and I had a ton of games for Genesis, right? Like I obviously had all the Sonic mm-hmm. games, but I had like Rocket Knight Adventures, which was a Konami, yes, a great I Konami platformer, and then I Hyperstone Heist, which was like, yeah, uh, Genesis version of Turtles in Time, and oh, I cannot, can I say I cannot wait to play Hyperstone Heist with you. Oh, it's like the, it, it's one of three games that has online play apparently right god why don't the other games have online play i have not one idea like you don't think the nes games would be fun co-op at least this the two and three like that would be awesome or turtles in time god forbid the super <sighs> nintendo version has online play uh i'm so excited but what were we talking about uh, Genesis games, right? Genesis, uh, yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park, which was different, right? It had two two full campaigns. One is Doctor Grant, and one is of Raptor for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, which was not a great version of that game, but is still great uh, fun. Uh, Power Rangers, uh, yeah. Uh, tournament Turtles Tournament Fighter. Good. I'm just trying to go through the list in, in my head of genesis games i would actually say i prefer power rangers on sega genesis over that super nintendo one the super nintendo one was clean and everything but like something about that genesis version really gave that beat-em-up genre its Uh due you know yeah um obviously like mortal Kombat was preferred on genesis i played a lot of joe montana football (laughs) Which if same you, here. I mean, if dude, all you had to do was run a fake punt and do a spin move all the way down the field, and then you scored every time. Pro tip yes. for <laughs> Joe Montana Football '94. I didn't like the second one. Yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, I, again, I was young and I didn't know any better at the time. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh So I mean, Genesis had some some bangers. Gunstar Heroes. Yes. Um. I I'm just trying to think of what I had. I, a lot of people like Toe Jam and Earl. Uh I don't I no, I the Comic Zone was just hard as ever. Um The X Men game was interesting. Oh, the X Men game where you had to like reset the console as part of the gameplay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was awful. I don't know whose idea that was, but I didn't figure that out until like years later. Uh, I, I definitely I know Arrow Flash was my game. I love Arrow Flash and Castle of Illusion with Mickey Mouse. Oh, Castle Illusion was awesome. You know, I I didn't know that you had to play on a harder difficulty to beat that game because mm-hmm. I beat it on easy and they'd be like, okay, you know what to do. Now I play it on a harder difficulty and then you play it on a harder difficulty and they changed like the whole game. I'm like, oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, although I do think, uh, the Mickey Mouse game on Super Nintendo, what was it? The magical Mickey's magical quest or something mm-hmm. on Super Nintendo was the superior game, but it was still like castle of illusion. Awesome. And they remade it. Remember when they remade it? Yes. For, uh, I do. what console was that? The, the Xbox. <laughs> so. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look at this. I'm trying to. I have the Sega collection pulled up on my Switch, trying to figure out, like, see if I missed anything. So, if you want to rant a little bit, 
Well, yeah, definitely, you know, and we, we talked a little bit, uh, and we're going to get back into Master System and, you know, Sega uh, in, in general with Atlas um, and kind of their future. But, like, the Saturn, you know, we, we brought it up and everything. Uh, you know, people had, the I think, the RF the R4 cart or something like that is like something that you was able to put into your Saturn and play Japanese games. Um, so you could import it, put that cart in and like boot it up and play. But I remember Knights was a big thing on the Sega Saturn. Um, Panzer Dragoon was oh, right. the most Well, Knights was a big thing because it came with that controller, which yes. kind of looked like a Dreamcast controller, uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> the early prototype, but I had that controller. I actually just sold Knights with the controller for like, uh, when like, remember when I was kind of like cleaning out, I mm-hmm. got rid of a lot of Saturn stuff because I just, I don't care about the Sega Saturn. Uh, but I got rid of Knights uh, with the controller for like a hundred bucks <laughs> pre pandemic. Cause I wanted a series X. So I was selling a bunch of stuff that I didn't care about. Uh, but I kept all my Genesis and dreamcast stuff. Except for Illbleed, because yeah. it was $140, and I was like, well, I'm never going to play Illbleed again, and I would like $140, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> Illbleed is weird, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's... Not to go back to that game, but... Uh... Did they, they had D on Sega Saturn, I think. Um, Well, Sat- Sega Saturn was when you really started seeing, like, I mean, I know the PlayStation took off, but that was like they had a lot of games that were known for play uh, on PlayStation on the Saturn, right? Like Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. all three Tomb Raider games yes. were on Sega Saturn, uh, which is actually where I played the first two Tomb Raider games was on Sega Saturn, um, and it was still the place for racing games, right? Like Sega Rally and uh, what was the other racing game that Sega put out? Uh, they had a really weird version of SimCity 2000 that I had. They had uh, Peter. I played Hook on the Sega Saturn. I think was it on the Sega Saturn or was that Sega CD? I kind of get those. Li- I kind of get those libraries mixed up sometimes. But man, Sega Saturn was a weird console. Remember that big slot in the back for like a quote unquote memory card, but it was like as big well, as a Genesis yeah. cartridge. That's that's what I was talking about. Yeah, you would put like that R four card or whatever yeah. into it to play import games. Cause like people were playing, I think Dark Side, uh, Dark Dark Stalkers, and I think Marvel versus Capcom was on Saturn. I think it was the first one was on Saturn, and then they ported yeah. it to Dreamcast after. Yeah, for Marvel versus Capcom too. Yeah, they did for the Dreamcast. I think the original Marvel vs. Capcom was on Dreamcast also. Was it not? Yeah. It ooh. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I, th- that that game has outside of Smash Brothers, I think that is probably one of the hugest fighting games still to this day. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to look the original Marvel vs. Capcom. With Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat Two battling it out. Talk about it. Talk about a, a series that needs to come back is Marvel vs. Capcom, like old Marvel vs. Capcom, not whatever yes. they just put out. What was it? Infinite, I think it was called. Yeah, whatever that. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Marvel versus Capcom. I guess I could put one. They did do Marvel vs. Capcom Origins. Which was like a HD version mm-hmm. of one. But then like, remember, I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom is often looked at. No, you know what it was? Marvel vs. Capcom came out on Genesis. Or it came out on Dreamcast. But the the Saturn version was X-Men vs. Street Fighter. That, that's it. Yes. That was it. Yes. you hear that yeah it's mishka maybe she died maybe that was it oh no yes that was weird so five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, X Men versus Street Fighter. That that was it for Saturn. Yeah, and that I mean that was a cool game. That was a really cool game. Like, uh, yeah, I mean it was obviously like the first steps of what would become Marvel vs. Capcom. But man, man, yeah, so revert on Dreamcast, man. I oh played- yeah. That I miss that series. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's going to come back at some point. Um, there's a lot of kind of fingers pointing that it might be in pre-production somewhere, but I'm not sure. Is it a Crystal Dynamics? I mean, Crystal Dynamics uh, owns the, owns the IP, so technically Square owns the IP, I guess. Because I was reading something about Amy Hennig was part of that series. That was her first. She created the series and then she left to go to Naughty Dog to work on Uncharted. Uncharted. Because it it wasn't Soul Reaver, but it was, uh, goodness, what is that vampire game? Because I used to, it was top down. Legacy of Kane, Blood Omen, which was still Legacy of Kane. Yeah, Legacy of Kane, yeah. The first one, because I, I had that on PlayStation I mean, 1. Let's see. It's like Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, and Soul Reaver are all kind of like the same franchise, right? Yeah. So those are all like, I don't know how they fit together because I never really played them. Soul Reaver is like the spinoff of Legacy of Cain. Um, and I know it it became if if anyone just think of Dark Siders, that's how that game was. But it was really good, like the really good story, a great gameplay. I think I just miss it because I uh I played the I you know every day when I got out of school, I was playing that game on my Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast is cool, man. I. As, mm-hmm. I I mean I know I know we were kind of supposed to be talking about Sega in general, but like we kind of took this deep dive. What, do you think Do you think Sega is going to do something with Dreamcast? Because like it's like the GameCube, where a lot of games are kind of stranded there. Like a, a lot of games are kind of like, well, 
what do we do with these, right? Like, I mean, the I mm-hmm. I know that the uh, that Xbox Live Arcade had a few Dreamcast HD ports, right? Like they had Crazy yeah. Taxi, uh, Jet Grind Radio, I think was one for a little bit. Although I think they had some musical rights issues. Uh, yeah, they did. Sonic Adventure one and two, I think, were HDified. What's happening in there? Oh, that's my son. Sana put him down to go to the bathroom. Sorry, there's a lot of sounds in this house tonight. <laughs> Anyways, do you think they're going to do anything with Dreamcast stuff? Like... I I think they're definitely going to get it on Switch online. I think that's going to be uh, the expansion pass. Yeah. I think a lot of their Sega stuff, if you want it, uh, and and I think it's, I have a feeling like every year and a half or something, or maybe every year, they'll add another system to it. Um, as for the rising cost for it, I think they would keep it at fifty dollars, and well, they would just add. They would just add to it. I don't. I don't think they can do higher than fifty dollars. People are already complaining that it's too much, which I don't really know why. To be honest with you, I think fifty dollars is kind of a steal with what you're getting at this point. Yeah, and it's like a one-time payment. It's nothing yeah. that you're doing every year. Well, I it mean, is every it, month. It, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm it's, just saying it's month. once a year, fifty dollars, right? It's it's like I I don't know people. You get less for PlayStation Plus and people pay for that. So that's uh, no offense, but PlayStation Plus kind mm-hmm. of isn't great. I mean, not that Nintendo Nintendo online multiplayer stuff is great either, but uh, their offerings are at least pretty hefty. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm waiting for... <laughs> so if they release a Dreamcast on Expansion Pass, I would be ecstatic, or Expansion Pack, I guess... I don't know. Yeah. Pass pack. Stupid. I I I would I would want them to do Dreamcast and before they do Saturn or anything. Uh, yeah, I just I don't think a lot of people have the affinity for Saturn, right? I mean, yeah. What what game do people like on Saturn? Panzer Dragoon, which they remade. Yeah, Panzer Dragoon, which they remade, got average scores. Um we talked about knights. Uh, I will say I would love, even though this is a treasure game, uh, Radiant Silver Gun. I would love to play because uh, I never got to try that game. And it's like this: uh, it was the beginning before Ikaruga was made and everything. So, um, and then there's just some weird Japan. There's like a weird Japanese wrestling yeah. game. Like yeah. there's there's some weirdness to Saturn, but they kind of uh, a, a star there's like some 2d games that was on there that was good too and you know um, what i would love to try the tomb raider games on saturn because i only played the playstation ones i never got to play the saturn it's ones. exactly the same you don't need to play them uh so yeah i i think adding dreamcast to expansion i think i, I think what they should do is like 
Game GameCube and Dreamcast would be awesome. I would yes. I would love to see Dreamcast. Plus, like having a wireless version of that controller would be super useful <gasps> because oh yeah. I mean, just remember like just the way the VMUs had to be. The wire was coming out of the bottom of the controller, which was oh yeah, super just terrible design. <laughs> but it, I mean, the VMUs. It, it is what it is. I guess you could have put the VMUs in the bottom. Probably could have been a better design. But and, and plus, since you got House of the Dead and Retro Cop on uh, on Dreamcast, you could literally use the Joy-Con. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy the controllers to play the expansion pass games. But like, oh, yeah, it, let's be honest, it re- would really help. I mean, remember when I tried to play Super Mario Brothers and Mario Three for something we were doing, and yeah, the buttons were all weird because i wasn't playing with an nes controller and i died like four times in a row because i pressed the wrong button to jump Mm-hmm. yep god just something about these controllers man just uh anyways what were we talking about dreamcast with dreamcast. uh nso i don't know i so i mean let's let's kind of talk about where sega is now like i mean we talked about where they were kind of their fall and rise like Let's look at where they're at now, right? I mean, they have Sonic Frontiers coming out, which looks cool. I will play it because I like Sonic. I'm one of those people. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm a Sonic 1 guy, though. I think Sonic 1 is the best. (laughs) It's just... I I mean, there's no spin move. There's no sidekick to mess you up, right? It's just pure, like, let's run. Let's go. Let's see what happens. If you die, you die. You know. Uh, definitely for me is to um, add in the corkscrews with with the runs, showing the levels to only two mm-hmm. per zone. Um, it was easier to get the chaos emeralds because yeah. I love the I love the uh, the images. Phenomenal soundtrack. That that sound the when it comes to Sega Genesis. Of course, I always go to Streets of Rage 2, but Sonic 2 soundtrack is a banger. Like, I think once you get to, like, the the, the Green Hill Zone, Eric song is, is good, but literally when you get to Chemical Zone and mm-hmm. go through all of that, man, they're just, like, on hit. They were literally on fire. And I'm like, ooh, okay, uh, Sega, y'all you give Nintendo a run for its money with the soundtrack because yeah. y'all got some cuts on here. You know, yeah. I did. I really did my tales uh, and everything. I mean, and, it's not. It's not that I dislike tales. Like Sonic Two was fun. I'm. I'm not a Sonic Three guy at all. I know a lot of people think that that's the best one. I'm not a Sonic Three guy at all. I haven't finished it. I played the first. The first level when they're in the woods and then it ends up yeah. catching fire and it was yeah. just. That was that was the weird thing about Sega with the Genesis games. When they kind of got it got to their third the third game in the series, it wasn't up to snuff because that happened with Street Street Rage Three, which is like, what is this game? Like this. I mean, that happens now so too, though, right? Like a lot of people, yeah. always think the second game is the best, and the third game just kind of whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Sega, Sega is they're trajecting up and it's good to see i still think a good sega a healthy sega is good for the industry right i i mm-hmm. 
I think Yakuza has kind of hit its stride now, right? Especially with yes. like a dragon, right? Like I think a lot of people love that game. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, I hope is a. I don't know. We we kind of had this conversation the other day too, where like the best parts of Sonic, or maybe I heard it on a podcast or something. But the best part of Sonic is like going fast in an obstacle course type level. Yeah. And, and memorizing the obstacle course and not the enemies, right? Because, like, when you have to slow down in Sonic, that's when the game becomes bad. Because, like, the, yes. the platforming is, like, the slow platforming is super floaty. Uh, he slides, right? Like, it's just, it's not, it's not ideal. And, or, or okay, so we were talking about this on Pal Block is where we were talking about this. Because you said which IP would be, would uh, benefit from Nintendo's kind of thing, and you said making a good Sonic platformer. That's what we talked about. Yes. Uh, but Sonic uh, is, I think Sonic is important. I think we need to, f- I think the industry needs to figure out how to make a good Sonic game because they figured mm-hmm. it out everywhere else, right? Cartoons, comics, the movies are great. Uh, I hope that Sonic Frontiers is a new kind of beginning for sonic uh yeah i hope sonic origins does well i highly recommend everybody play sonic mania actually if you haven't played it really and, good game and, i think da- it I, I think it's 9.99 on the eShop still yeah and download the dlc it's five bucks it's worth it um you get two extra characters and a bunch of extra levels uh sonic mania is a great place to start sonic origins is going to be a great place to start in june um just yeah i i want more sega i am still a sega kid at heart even though i like i love nintendo don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. like my childhood my 2d childhood revolved around sega right and so i will always be rooting for them in some way you know right and I've never, to me, like personally for me, I've never been a hater of Sega. You know, I know back mm-hmm. in the 80s and a little bit in the 90s, people would say Nintendo versus Sega. But because I have my brother who was the Sega kid, I I got my Sega experience from him. And I play a lot of Sega games in the arcade because Nintendo didn't really have a presence uh, for arcade games. Sega did. Like Moonwalker, Alter Beast, um, Golden Axe. Like, Outrun, Hang On, like, a lot of Virtual Fighter, a lot of stuff that Sega had produced and made, a lot of that began in the arcade before it even came to the Hong Kong console. And I was playing all of it as much as I could. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, Sega did a lot of things to kind of scare Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's why Super Nintendo ended up being so good in terms of like games that they were putting out. I mean, granted, they ha- Nintendo had a lot of great third-party support too, right? Like with Square, yes. SquareSoft, especially at that point, uh, and and Sega didn't really have a lot of great support. I mean, they had Capcom with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, and and. Uh, konami stuff but like they didn't have the square rpgs they didn't have the Mm -hmm. uh you know kind of the 
uh, they have the sports games, so I'll give them that. They have the sports games. Yes. Um, but Sega was kind of relying on support from Konami and Capcom, and it was very limited compared to what Nintendo was getting from them. <laughs> and you know? and during that during that time, even before Capcom hopped on, Sega had to like get the license to reprogram, and they had to reprogram those games to even run on the Genesis because Capcom wasn't doing it. Yeah, I mean they they paid for that, and they you know it it. Don't get me wrong, like, Street Fighter on the Genesis with the six-button controller is probably better than the Super Nintendo, but, like, everyone had a Super Nintendo, and everybody wanted Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Hyper Fighting and, you know, whatever else came out after that, right? And so Sega kind of got the short end of the stick there because they only got one version of Street Fighter, and it wasn't the Turbo version. And, you know, Sega is, and this is not a knock to Sega or anything with the, with the ratings board and everything, but when it, when like Mortal Kombat came out and that was a big game on the Genesis, that's when they started implementing that, their own ratings. And then, well, I mean, well, yeah, you were, you were getting there. Sorry. I didn't mean, I was going to say Sega started doing no, no, rating but, systems before the ESRB even existed. Like they started implementing yeah. their own rating system, which was smart. For them. Right, I, I think their team was like MA thirteen, and then the mature stuff was MA seventeen. Like they were putting out their own, you know, making sure that parents would understand that this is what you're getting out of the game, and they had their own ratings before all of that stuff started happening in the ESRB came into play. Right, you know, so like, it and. and to, I know, and we're gonna get it close to this, but to look at Sega's future and stuff, is there from where they started at to when they were having financial troubles because they weren't making, they were making some good games, but they weren't doing the numbers like they should have have done, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they got out of the console business, uh, and a little bit out of the arcade business. They had to rely on doing other business deals and putting their games on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over time, it, you know, it worked. Sonic has been one of their leading uh, games uh, as a series that have kept them in the black. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and no matter how bad the game was, there, like I said, Sonic has a huge community. Mm-hmm. And they were making that game, those games go to a million sales. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you talked about Sonic, you know, and uh, in, in other media. That Sonic anime cartoon that was like on uh, for here, it was like Fox Kids or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big, huge thing for kids to come in to buy Sonic. Uh-huh. If you didn't, people don't realize that Bio, BioWare made a Sonic game on 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> or, or on DS. And that was questionable content at that time. But to see but but to see that, oh, this company who made Mass Effect made a Sonic game. A Sonic RPG, was, which is hilarious. Right, but like it was, but a lot of even, even the Sonic games on DS or in game, uh, Game Boy Advance, some of their handheld Sega, uh, Sonic games were really good on. I Nintendo. mean, I think a lot of people like Sonic Advance and Sonic Advance Two. Yeah. Um. 
I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the Wii U got two exclusive Sonic games, remember? Yes. Uh, Sonic, what, Lost World and then Sonic Boom? Yeah. Uh, which was based off the cartoon, which... Lost World was okay, but Sonic Boom was... Mm, you know, <laughs> I liked. I really liked the designs of the characters in Sonic Boom, though. I'll give them that. Like, I, I, I thought yeah. the designs were cool. I thought the idea of Sonic Boom was interesting, where like each character kind of had their own unique skill set to make it through parts of the level. Like, that's a cool idea, but they just didn't execute it very executed well. Way. And I will say, for Lost World, they had some beautiful level design environments. Mm-hmm. Very it's... artistic. Yeah, it's a pretty game, but like it's still a 3D Sonic game, which they never really nailed after Sonic Adventure One. To be quite honest, <laughs> I mean, which is you, weird. You could even go back to Sonic Adventure, and, and like I think a, a lot of pe- reason why people still like that game is because of nostalgia, not necessarily because the game was good. Right, but then you got like Sonic Colors that came to Wii that people would enjoy. Uh, it's on Sonic Generation. Sonic Colors is on Switch now. Nope. <sighs> Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wish Sonic Generation was coming to Switch. Because uh, I feel that one was a really good game. Now, <laughs> Sonic, 2000, Sonic 2006. Yeah, is... let's, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Uh, but, like, it, it was Sonic at a time keeping them afloat. And you know, they had their other games and everything and a little of the other business, but like Sonic was the leading and still yeah. to this day, still their leading um mascot, their leading franchise for them. And to see how Atlas is helping them, you know, with 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 great sales and them with uh semi corporation and they're kind of on a good trajectory of you know, maintaining of being around in a Japanese company. You know, it, it's always been rumored, and we, I know we talked a lot about Microsoft, but everybody feels like Microsoft is going to buy Sega, which wouldn't be bad. They, they'll be uh, getting some really great um, first-party games from Sega. Yeah, I like, mean, imagine, imagine if Sega got to make their that finally get to make ever oasis a viable zelda killer yeah oh shoot yeah i mean remember remember whenever oasis came out and they were kind of marketing it towards the the zelda players and it just was like i get what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. but it's just different enough to like what are you doing you know i mean it it yeah it didn't go all the way one way and then it didn't go all the way to copy it was like that weird kind of in between where they're like, we got to do something different, but yeah, did you? <laughs> because it's not working. <laughs> but but this and this is the thing about it because working designs later on became the art. Working designs was Sega Square Soft. Yeah, but you know. like I mean, they have so. What frustrates me right now about Sega is like, yeah, they have Yakuza, they have Sonic, they have Atlas, which is killing it with RPGs and stuff. But like, they have other IP that they can revive and be yes. great. Like, where is Gunstar Heroes? Where's like a co-op, third-person, like, cartoony action style, like, uh, like 
we just talked about Vanquish on the Platinum episode. Like, you can make a co-op Vanquish-style game with Gunstar Heroes. Or you can make, like, a... Like, where is a Fantasy Star 5? Okay. They just came out and made Fantasy Star 5. Like, I get Fantasy Star Online is, like, a big deal you right now. The... But, like, if you came out with a big-budget Fantasy Star 5, right? Or a... Uh, ever oasis reboot in it with a huge 3d open world right or they own one of the best rpg developers you got atlas they could go in and make uh atlas ever oasis uh at like a uh, atlas fantasy star yeah now the animation would be different which is fine i'm i'm fine with that but i'm like you got a developer who could trust me that the coins that would come to Sega would be there. Yeah, I mean, I I and think if, as much as Sega is doing, I think they got they have more to offer, and I just I would like to see them try to do something with it. I I will say this, and I would I I wouldn't even care if a Fancy Star didn't show up on Switch. I will say this: Microsoft for Sega to get Fancy Star Five on your platform because mm-hmm. I I feel like. That is a fitting RPG that that system really needs, and I think you would definitely. And I, sorry, this that game should don't need to be on Game Pass. Let people go and buy it and look at the sales for that game. Cause I would buy that game on uh, Series X. Oh, they did a Fantasy Star Five. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at Sega's kind of list of games that have come out recently. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's not really. I mean, there's some, right? Like, uh, Sekiro Wars and Fantasy Star New Genesis and Puyo Puyo Tetris Two, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Virtual Fighter Ultimate Showdown, Super Monkey Ball, the that HD collection, um, yeah, Lost Judgment. Uh, Football Manager, Total War, Warhammer 3, Sonic Origins, Two Point Campus is coming, Company of Heroes is coming. What is Endless Dungeon? That's a Sega game, apparently. I want to know what this is because I have no idea. Can you you just take me to the game? I just want to know what it is. Uh, Discover Discover Amplitude's latest roguelite tact okay i'm out i said roguelite so i'm, I'm out <laughs> it's, a rogue- that it's a roguelite tactics game okay I'm great <laughs> so anyways yeah what? but I, I i see good things happening for sega oh uh, another game that they should put a sequel out for is valkyria chronicles Oh yeah, I totally forgot that that was. Sega. Did I tell you I was actually confused about that? I actually thought huh. that was a Square Enix title. Yeah, I mean it kind of looks like one. Uh, I forgot that Sega owned Vanquish. We just talked about Vanquish on Platinum. I forgot that Sega owned yes. it. So I'm I'm looking at their brands that they are cur- kind of currently managing. Um, yeah, it says nothing about like altered beast or anything alien isolation bayonetta company of heroes Donald oh, I forgot alien isolation 
uh, Endless Dungeon, Endless Space, Football Manager, Hatsune Miku, uh, Humankind, Shenmue, Sonic, Total War, Two Point, Valkyria Chronicles, uh, Vanquish, and Yakuza. So, qu- a question about the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their contract is. What do you mean? Because anyone who makes an Alien game, I think, has to go through Sega. Uh, that's not entirely true. I mean, it used to be, but I think their contract is up. Because uh, Alien, I... Alien, Alien's Isolation was, the, I believe, the last one. I need to play it on Switch. Um... But like a lot of NES games, Sega is the publisher of that. Yeah. Um. Well, you're right. So, uh, Sega still has the Alien. Uh. Yeah. A new. Uh. Yeah. Sega, you're right. Which is funny because Wave Four has did the DS one that a lot of people like. Um, yeah. So, well, Ed, do we have anything else to say about Sega? Um, I'm glad that they are around. I want to see what their future holds. I will say this: they're doing great business with Dot Emmy, yeah. giving them some of their old titles uh, and making new versions or mm-hmm. releasing. Uh, more games like Shoots of Rage 4 is a great game don't like the soundtrack but the fighting in that game and the combos is, is really good and the game looks beautiful in, in motion and everything um, and so I could see more of their games being done by dot, dot .mu and everything um, and hopefully Sonic Frontiers be a new experience uh, or evolution for the Sonic games because I really want to play I want to see what they got for it yeah Yeah. Uh, real quick Ed I'm going to read off our Patreon producers because we did not do that at the beginning of the show Uh, (laughs) sorry guys it's supposed to be at the beginning it's fine Uh, remember for a dollar you can get four of our shows early but if you are a five dollar uh, tier subscriber you're subscribing at the producer tier which means you get your name shouted out on this here program I'd like to thank Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell Adriel Munger and my wife Sonic Dierig. So, uh thank you for your support here on the Boss Rush Network we really appreciate you uh, we appreciate you uh, lower tier subscribers as well and we also appreciate our listeners who are listening on free feeds uh Remember, all of our content is free. You can just get it early and get special perks if you are a Patreon subscriber. So thank you, everybody who listens. And uh, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star review. It really helps. Yes. Well, Corey, where can we find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me places. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast, Nintendo Power Block, and Standard Definition. You guys can find me on Twitter at that code and at Instagram at that code. You can check out Nintendo Power Block on Mondays uh, live, or you can check us out on Wednesdays uh, on our YouTube channel and bossrush.net. And also check us out on podcast service of your choice, uh, definitely Anchor FM. Um, you can also catch me on some 1v1s and other podcasts. 
here at Boss Rush and some of my writings and reviews and everything. Uh, but with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time on Nintendo Expression Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>